So, are you DTFF? Once again, here is Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football with your hosts, Dustin Lunt and Jake Trowbridge. There we go. Back where we're supposed to be. Here we are, Tuesday night. You're joining us for another fantastic episode of the Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, folks. We do appreciate it. We have got another fantastic, should I say, episode this You should. Evening. You have. You've said it. So now we have to live up to it. We have to find a yes. way. Yes. We are, we're planning for the fantasy playoffs tonight. And all things that are involved with that. But before we do that, Jake, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing, I'm doing so good. I'm, I'm still, my voice is still recovering. Uh, we didn't even talk about this before we went on air. We were talking about other things, but I was lucky enough to go watch the, uh, Packers and Rams game oh. at Lambeau this weekend and watch that trouncing that what Green a great Bay game to go to. Oh, oh, it was incredible. Incredible. The vibes were consistently great throughout that stadium uh, for basically the entirety of the game. It, it was it was really something to watch. Oh, it was fantastic to watch from home. Uh, I can't imagine what the atmosphere was like there, considering it's such a big game. Uh, you know, Matt Stafford yeah. coming back to Lambeau, fighting for uh, playoff, jockeying for playoff position. You know, it was a very big game, uh, and I'm glad our our team stepped up to the challenge and rose to the occasion. They needed to stop a skid. You know, there was a there's mm-hmm. a little bit of a danger. Things had not been rosy in Green Bay here for a little bit, and uh, so getting that one is is a nice leg up. Now we get a bye week, so we'll address Which, them as one of the teams at the end of this show that yes. you shouldn't play. Yeah, which is desperately needed for our our hometown Packers because we were a little dinged up. You know, Rogers with this um, little piggy that went wee 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 because it's falling <laughs> off of his foot. Wait, ow, ow, ow. Although, did I, you didn't hear it because you weren't listening to the broadcast? But uh, it was Troy and Joe Buck were doing the broadcast, and yes. and there, you know, Joe was like, "Oh yeah, um, um, so you know, it's just a pain management thing for Rogers and his little toe and." And, you know, he got a, a painkiller injection into his toe. And then he made some sort of offhanded comment about how his toe was vaccinated. It was great. <laughs> I actually really <laughs> chuckled at that. And, and you know my feelings on those two announcers. They are not my favorites. But I really appreciated that that little offhand remark that he slid in there. That was great. <laughs> well, that's nice. I mean, it doesn't make me pine for the broadcast and listening to them no, overall. No, no, no. But, you know, it's nice that they can have moments to shine like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it, like I said, it made me chuckle a little bit and made the broadcast just slightly less annoying. Uh, so we got that going for us. Which is nice. It is nice. Yes. So big news this week. Christian McCaffrey on IR for the season. All my home league fantasy hopes are are, are walking a tight wire now. Um, as along with, I'm sure, many other fantasy hopes out there for people. Very sad. So uh, I'm just throwing this on you now here, Jake. Now, not for... I guess you could look at it for redraft and for um, dynasty. 
what does this do for Christian McCaffrey for you? Moving ahead for next season, obviously. Yeah, so next season, say for redraft, of course the question is now, well, is Christian McCaffrey still a top three guy, a top three pick? I mean, I think, up in even the first injury, right? Wouldn't you have still mm-hmm. said he was a top three pick after that yes. first injury this year? And, and I think people will say yes when he's healthy. That That's going to be the caveat here. What do you think, though? It is I, I, The talent's undeniable. I don't think he's just going to lose it because he hasn't played. You know, it's not like my virginity. It's not going to come back here if you don't it's use it. So, back. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so talent is undeniable. Would you draft him? Say redraft is just like our home league, just a standard redraft league. Uh, uh-huh. No, no, it's just PPR. No, like super flex, yeah, tight end PPR, nothing like that. Right. Would you still take him one overall, or with no. your with the top five pick, maybe? Top five pick, yeah. I'm I'm still okay. very interested in him as a top five pick, but n- number one, absolutely not. I can't do it. So uh, who I, would be your number I'm not one, an expert. Then? I'm not an injury expert, first of all. Uh, mm-hmm. so take that with a grain of salt, but I would be too scared. My number one overall would be Jonathan Taylor at this point. His role continues to grow the way that we mm-hmm. thought it was going to be last year. Jonathan Taylor looks much more efficient even than last mm-hmm. year, more decisive. Just he looks like a beast. And that makes him my current 101. Of course, things right. can change. Well, of course. Yeah, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm putting you on the spot here because not on our, our, show sheet that we follow here Jeez. Um, <laughs> that we follow to a t meticulously i know uh no i would you would you take cmc as a, i'd say i could get him in my top five can you get him in your top three top three um maybe i'd have okay. uh my brain is kind of mush here and i need to look at the actual uh running yeah, backs like, who would I, it who would it be i mean oh running backs alone i would say yes top three and overall picks i think tech Typically, they tend to be running backs that kick off the drafts. Anyhow, so so here's some here's some running backs, Jake. Tell me tell me if you would draft CMC above above them. So yeah. uh, Derrick Henry going to be coming back from injury as well. Yeah, and I was already nervous for his workload this year. Of course, I looked like an idiot. I think I would still take him above CMC. Okay, Austin Eckler having a, a yes. fantastic season. Yeah, absolutely. What about Zeke? Nope. No? Nope. Will not. Will not. I'm worried okay. about Zeke now finally hitting the wall. Okay. What about Delvin Cook? No. I mean, <laughs> we're concerned about injuries. Delvin Cook should be the poster boy mm-hmm. still for running back injuries. All right. And I'll give you one last one because we could play this game for a while here. Alvin Kamara. Uh, it so depends on what they do with their quarterback situation. So, like, right now, let's say Taysom Hill is their quarterback uh, next year, because he should be based on the contract, yeah. then, no, I would go CMC. Okay. So, he's close to your top three, if not in there. Yeah, I still, I think there's a couple of guys not named at running back that I would probably work my way in there. And that's not even talking about rookies, of course, who can still... Obviously. weasel their way into my brain space which they haven't yet Obviously. but like Najee Harris could be up there DeAndre Swift would certainly be up there for me okay. in that top five so we'll see nice and then just quick quick hit with dynasty uh where does he fall as as far as your dynasty value goes or 
is someone is he someone maybe you'll try to take a dip on this this last couple years of injury and maybe try to get him at a discount and get him onto yeah. your team or if you have him are you just trying to trade him and be out from underneath him just say screw this i don't want to deal with this anymore get what you can i'm not trading for peanuts here like if you can get a a good mm. offer still like a quality offer for him still sure you know so I'm like two two firsts is yeah. he worth two firsts? Yeah, I still, I still think he is. Okay. First round draft picks, there's still such a crapshoot. You know, mm-hmm. I understand that they hit more than second round draft picks, but it is still a little bit of a crapshoot. And Christian McCaffrey, when he's actually healthy, he's so dominant. Yeah, two firsts, absolutely. What about here? Here's we'll just do one quick one here. Uh, a player that we are both not very high on, but is having a fantastic season. Like Joe Mixon plus, well, like yeah. Joe Mixon at a second, maybe or a third. I don't think you can get Joe Mixon plus for him right now, and and so I one I don't think you can get it if you are currently rostering CMC, and I don't think you should offer it <laughs> if you are <laughs> looking for CMC. Joe Mixon, I I'll eat crow. He's just good, and he yeah. should still be good. So talking redraft next year, just to bring it back. I think Mixon might be in the conversation to be above him for next year. Interesting. I, I my bias, I don't know if it'll let me do that. As we sit right now, of course. Off season. Sure. Lots of things happen in the off season here where we're throwing together our rankings and like you said, the draft, free agency, all that fun stuff. So um yeah, we'll we'll see about that. So yeah, that was kind of the big news here for the weekend. Woof. I know. Just all bad news. Just here's the deal. If you, this entire episode is supposed to be about planning for the fantasy playoffs. Just wrap your team in a bubble in really solid duct tape. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't let them out of the house to play this week, you know, and, and then you'll be fine because you'll have a yeah. healthy roster for the fantasy playoffs. That's right. With luck, most of the players on your team are one of the four teams that are on by this week. So they're not playing and you just got to mm-hmm. cross your fingers for uh, a non football contacts practice injury here and that and then your team will be set for the for the fantasy playoffs starting the following week you'll just have to take the loss this week yep. that's the best strategy yep. right i think we can all agree losing is the best strategy <laughs> you come here for quality advice folks quality. <laughs> All right. Well, Jake, do you want to tell us what our beer of the week is here? Uh, you provided us with this lovely beer. Yeah, this is the part I'm excited about. I want to say we've had this on the show before, but I can't remember exactly because there's been, what are we, 120, 130 episodes in here and 130 different beer reviews. So, yeah, this is episode 127. And so this is the well, at least the 127th beer. I mean, because we we split duty sometimes too. We drink different. (laughs) God damn it. That's so stupid, but it's always so funny. Uh, We're drinking from Third Space, from our good friend's Third Space. We are drinking a Mocha Java Porter. Yeah, we might have had this. Uh, It's out of Milwaukee. Milwaukee, I know know I've uh, drank this beer many times because it is just a solid, great beer. Like I I truly enjoy this one so much. Yeah, this is tasty. This and there's nothing fancy like Third Space. It's just look at it. It's just a can. It's just a simple design, a simple beer, but it's a delicious beer, and so we love it. And we don't. It's roasty. It's chocolatey. Yeah, coffee, chocolate, porter. I mean, 
and this is one of the better porters. Like usually for my taste, porters when I have them, they they're a little thin on the body. Uh, that's why I tend to go to stouts more than than porters. Tight. Yeah, where this one has, I don't know it's got a nice mouthfeel. It's it's. I love this. I just I love this beer. It's so good. It's a it's a big wide body porter, not like those little thin body porters that you're used to there. That's right. This has got some dumps on it. That's a positive description of a beer if I've ever heard one. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm not I don't even register what I'm saying right now because I'm dreading this next segment. That's all. Well, you shouldn't. Oh, I shouldn't dread? No. Okay. Why? Why, you tell why would me you? Why? Well, you. Why don't you explain to the listeners why I should not dread this segment? All right. So we are coming to our beer bet payout from the bet we made last week. And if you do not recall, I will refresh you. So we had the who's who of guests on last week. So this was a five-way bet. So we had Mike, we had JL, and we had Linda. And myself and Jake. So there's your five people. So five-way bet. The bet was Andy Dalton versus Jared Goff, PPR points. So Jake took Jared Goff, and the rest of us took Andy Dalton. I, w- I uh, want to retract. I want to retract what you said. I did not take Jared Goff. I was okay. left with Jared Goff. Well, as, as the bets go, you okay, right. You right. ended up with. I just Jared wanted that Goff to be clear. As the bets go, the person that throws out the bet doesn't get a choice on who they get to take. And that's so. why you try and make even that's bets. Right. That's because right. Because you can get shafted. Yeah. That's right. So, and, and just to be clear, this was a gross bet to begin with. I, I, <laughs> I didn't feel good about this one at all. <laughs> I relished in the grossness like an asshole. So I kind of do yeah. deserve this. Yeah. So that being said, Andy Dalton, 16.78 points. Jared Goff, 12.84 now, this is very gross. I don't feel good about... I mean, I feel a little good about this because I beat you in a beer bet. But, yeah. I mean, 17 to 13 points, that's not gross. That is they were gross. Both bad. And that game was god-fucking-awful to watch. Oh, my God. I it was, didn't watch it. Oh, and I, you didn't miss I a damn wish thing. wish I had. <laughs> no, I wish I had because I love those games where they're so bad that they're good. And I think that I could have found a, a way to like this game. No. Not only was it bad, you would have been pissed the entire time that your quarterback was doing so bad, <laughs> and you knew you were going to have to do these shots. So you yeah. have four shots to do. Mm-hmm. Are, are you going to be taking them one right after another, just like in uh, Super Troopers, when Mac, at the beginning, he just lines up at the bar and, and takes those, or are you going to space them out over weeks here? I'm not going to space it out over weeks. I'm going to space them out throughout the episode. Okay. Uh, but in the name of somewhat responsible imbibing here, I am, with your permission here, I'm not going to do full, full shots, but I'm going to do basically like three-quarter shots. Because I'm paying off four here throughout the episode. I don't want to die, you know? That's all. I just don't want to die, Dustin. It's a simple request. Well, you may not want to die, but I think the viewers want us to see you die. How about or this? How about at least a concession? your insides die. How about a concession? <laughs> How about the first one that I do in your honor? I do a full size guy, okay. and the rest of them are three quarters. Okay, is that fair? That's fair. All as right. long as you're paying mine off first. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah, I will pay yours off. And by the way, I'm drinking. Uh, I found a Smirnoff. 
pomegranate vodka Ooh. deep in the depths and the bowels of our uh, uh, liquor cart. So that's what I'm loading up here for yours. And Dustin, without further ado, I'm just going to go ahead and let you know that you are a genius slash fantasy football expert prognosticator. Cheers to you. Thank you. Hachi. Hachi. That's, that sucks. That pomegranate does not cover up shit. It doesn't from that sound garbage good. Vodka. I'm just going to tell you, you said pomegranate, and I'm like, that doesn't sound good at all. There's a reason why you found that one in the depths of the liquor cabinet. Yeah. Pretty sure somebody brought that over once upon a time, and we buried it. <laughs> because we For good reason. <laughs> Should have buried it in the trash with Mike's awful sandwich take from last week. But Ooh, uh, absolutely. lo and behold, that's a callback. Mm-hmm. That's a callback for the listeners. And if you don't right. understand that, folks, go back and watch or listen to last week's episode. Because we did have the sandwich expert on last week. That's right. Well, let's get into something where I get to enjoy other people's misery. Do you mind? Yeah, let's do our drunk trade of the week. Drunk, 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 hammer, drunk, 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 trade of the week. This one comes from Reddit user Lick-A-Chicken. Yep, exactly like it sounds. Uh, The the format here, it's an eight-teamer. I don't know if we've ever had an eight-teamer. No disrespect to eight teams. I I just don't think that's come across our news desk here. Um, But it's a super flex redraft league. Now, I picked this one because you let off at the top of the show with some news. And here's the context. And I'll be and, uh, before you get into it. I'll be honest. I didn't even read the drunk trade here before uh, we started the show. So I, the timing of this is just coincidental. It's so apropos, if I can use a ten dollar word. The context here is I traded CMC for Cordero Patterson a few weeks ago. This was in the throes of CMC's first injury. Mm-hmm. By the by, so. Here's a person wanted to get some production. We talked ad nauseum about Cordero Patterson and how good he's been. So the rest of the context, they say, may actually pay off now, but I was feeling real stupid at the time. I was very drunk. My commissioner called me and asked if I was okay. (laughs) I told him we needed to spice things up because no trades had been done yet. So this is how I I just... I just want to say hats off to the commissioner for actually checking in on on your GMs there uh, that just to make sure that they're OK. Like like hats off to the, your, your commissioner there, because that is just tremendous commissioning work. Are you OK? I saw the trade. Is everything fine? Um, now, a little bit of extra context. He says I or they say I already had Daryl Henderson, Kareem Hunt. David Montgomery, and Elijah Mitchell at RB. So here's what I want to ask you. We obviously know now this trade looks brilliant because you get Cordero mm-hmm. Patterson, who just keeps going off. And mm-hmm. probably is going to continue for the rest of the season here. Spoiler alert. Um, but you look at that depth at running back. I love so it. Did you, did, but did you need to move your injured running back, CMC, when you had all of these guys, now David Montgomery was just coming off an injury himself. Same right. with Kareem Hunt. 
But you had Daryl Henderson, you had Elijah Mitchell. And so are you just looking and going, I need some more bodies? Well, we all know that the um, running back picture out there is very garbage. And you you need all the depth you can get at this point. I mean, Hunt is banged up. Montgomery, as you said, was coming off an injury. Who knows what's ever going to be happening with that San Francisco backfield. Henderson's been been going off and doing well. You have to look Mm -hmm. at it, too, that if he, you know, this is redraft. So chances are he drafted CMC in the first round and early. Right. So so the fact that your first round pick has been on the bench for this long. And and you're now, obviously, hindsight, I mean, you're getting someone you're getting a a running back one in return because Patterson's doing outstanding, Um, especially in an eight team league. uh, I don't think that's a bad move. Obviously, now it's turning out to be a terrific move, but I mean, I mean, with with eight team um, super flex, you know, all your play, everyone has stacked teams. Uh, That's just how it is. So you're trading what was at the time a potential game changing RB one, the RB one overall potentially uh, for a player that's playing well past his coverage and uh, in, in Cordell Patterson. Uh-huh. I don't think that was a bad move. I, I mean, it's it, bold. It it's bold, and it's obviously paying off at this point because you know CMC's out for the year now. So I mean. Yeah, at the time, maybe it was a little questionable, but at the same time, I mean, in an eight-team league, you got to make moves to try to win because every everyone's team is stacked. That's a great that's a great call out, and it's something that goes overlooked. I think some of the times in those leagues is like it can get disenchanting too because you look at everybody mm-hmm. else's team and you see all these studs on everybody else's team, and it can almost be overwhelming. And so, to my point though, trading away a stud like CMC. Is terrifying that in it, absolutely because now well there goes my stud and now looking at the rest of that running back depth chart none of those guys are what I would have considered studs at the time certainly mm-hmm. so it was aside Cordell Patterson of course he was always fringe stud this year <laughs> but you were all, <laughs> always waiting for the other shoe to drop too mm-hmm. and maybe still are with Cordero Patterson I'm past that phase I'm not waiting for that anymore I mean Daryl uh, Henderson is just outside of rb1 territory right now so Mm -hmm. what is he he's 13th overall he's one point behind alvin Kamara for the 12 spot so i mean he's essentially an rb1 at this point so you know he's been fairly reliable now that he started the season slow obviously with injury and has come back and has been doing awesome but uh, yeah i mean obviously the move turned out great for him so i applaud you on this drunk trade you didn't know what you were doing, but it all worked out well in the end. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers to you and to the commissioner for just being a stand-up guy That's about cool. the whole thing. Again, and, and checking in commissioner. And cheers to this this person for kicking things off with the trades in the league. We know how frustrating it can be. Like, nobody wants to trade, and it just gets stagnant. And so sometimes you want to shake things up, and this definitely accomplished that. So pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, before we go into our our planning ahead, I do want to take this quick opportunity to let folks know this week's episode of DTFF is brought to you by Poor Richard's Farm Beef Snack Sticks. I'm going to keep this short and sweet. Football on Sundays, 
deserve good meat. You know it's good meat? You know it's great meat? Poor Richard's Farm 100% all-natural beef sticks, Dustin. They're so tasty and you want them in your mouth. So head on over to poorrichardsfarm.com. You can get free shipping if you order at least three packs of these bad boys. Uh, you're going to want like six, nine, 69? Eh? Nice. How many references can I fit into this thing? We'll see. Uh, but go over there seriously. They are so damn good. And we love them. We know you'll love them. PoorRichardsFarm.com. Do it today. That's right. Thank you, Jake, for that. So betcha. let's start planning for the playoffs here. Okay. Actually, real quick, I want to pay off <laughs> another bet real quick before uh, I get too headlong into this and I'm going to forget. So this one, I'm going to pay off to uh, to Linda. This is from the beer bet. I'm paying off to Linda specifically. Linda, you are an amazing fantasy football prognosticator slash genius. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, now you go. are going to be a hurting unit for work tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> and, and, I, and I am here for it. I mean, in spirit. Because I'm not yeah, going to have to deal with it. But yeah, um, that's all right. I, I'm, I'm here for it. I, <laughs> I appreciate you. I, I, okay, I, we can I'll, talk real things, though. Yeah. All right. So, planning for the playoffs. So, Jake, what. You know, we're, we're two weeks here from the playoffs, or we should be considering the there's an extra week in the NFL. So if your playoffs start this week, your commissioner did not do a good job of adjusting <laughs> for for the increase in schedule here because we still have four teams on by. So you should find a different league then. Yeah. Now, to be fair, though, you know, week 14, a lot of people will probably still start playoffs just out of habit. Like I know our home league is starting in week 14 and there are some teams on by even on week 14, which is imperative to keep mm -hmm. in mind here. But you could start week 14 or week 15 or if, yeah, if you're in a garbage league, then week 13. <laughs> right. So that being said, um, I don't know where I was going with that. So <laughs> oh, I lost my whole okay. train of thought. Yeah, uh, well, apparently. Here's I've been a question. Been drinking. Here's yeah. I, I'm just getting more with it. Uh, the more I take on here, I have a question for you All because right. yeah, we're going to talk about some specific players that we both like. Uh thanks, Hollywood. Hollywood in the chat says, "Go, Jake, go." I appreciate the motivation. I'm going to need it to get through the rest of this episode. <laughs> uh, so stand by, Hollywood. Stand by. But I do want to say. You know, we're talking about a lot of specific players that should help you in your playoffs. Mm -hmm. uh, we're we're going to go through some guys. But in general, I think there's a strategy element that can get overlooked when we're talking about the playoffs. And I'm curious, do you have any differences in your strategy from the first weeks of the season? You know, the first 10, 12 weeks. And now as you start to actually plan for the playoffs, does anything shift in your mentality? Real uh, in redraft, no. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, really, it's and part of that might just be a function of the really the only redraft league I'm in is our home league, um, mm -hmm. where we have very specific and limited waiver wire transactions. So it's kind of like you're kind of stuck with the team you're drafted with, unfortunately. Sure. Um, so really, no, I don't look. My my strategy doesn't really change as far as redraft goes. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Now, Dynasty uh, is. It, is Dynasty now you're just looking even more, presuming the trade deadline has not yet passed in your Dynasty League, 
Or is it just you hyper focusing on trades now? Yeah, yeah. Basically, you know, if if I'm a real contender and I feel like I have a real shot of making some noise in the playoffs, or or if I feel like I maybe need that that one last piece to kind of push me over the edge, I will go out and and trade aggressively for whatever piece that is that I think I need, <clears throat> and not mortgage the farm, but I, I would overpay slightly for for the pieces I think I need to win the championship because that's what it's all about. It's not about having the sexiest roster out there. It's about mm-hmm. taking home some of that money and the championship trophy and and having your league dues paid for the next like five years. I mean, who doesn't like that? That's what you love. I wish somebody would do that for me because I'm not going to do it myself <laughs> at this point in the season. Uh, I, it's funny that you mentioned about the sexy rosters because even in redraft, my strategy does change a little bit at this point. If you're in a team where, again, you if you can still trade uh, mm-hmm. in a lot of leagues that might have already passed, but if you can still trade, or even if you can't, there's going to be some guys on your squad that are really big in name recognition still at this point and either have been underperforming a little bit for you throughout the season, but you wanted to hold on to see if things would change. Or they've been doing good, but their schedule looks so terrible mm-hmm. or some set of circumstance changed for them that now is the time where I'm considering one trading them if I can for the name value immediately, like trying to get, uh, you know, the lesser, least sexy guys mm-hmm. that I know will produce for the playoffs or I think will produce for the playoffs. Or I'm dropping some of these guys as landmines for the rest of my league, knowing that the name value is so high. People are going to be scrambling to pick them up, and that's going to, in my estimation, you know, in my player evaluations, that's actually going to make their teams worse. You know, there's a couple of names out there. Even in Allen Robinson, like if somebody's held on to him for this long, drop him and hope somebody else in your league says, Allen Robinson, he's probably better mm-hmm. than my wide receiver three. I'm going to pick him up. Knowing like you're not going to be starting Allen Robinson. There's right. no reason. But you can actively hurt somebody else's team by doing that sort of thing. And, of course, Allen Robinson, probably not the ideal name right now uh, that fits that bill. But there are plenty of other guys where I'm looking ahead at these schedules. I'm not liking what I'm seeing at all. Rather than just Mm -hmm. keeping them on my bench to to rot, essentially, I'm dropping. Oh, absolutely. No, for sure. And I'm actually doing that um, in our home league. Uh, you know, I'm dropping a, a player that I haven't been starting and I have no intention of starting here at this point. So I'm just I'm going to drop them, make make a waiver claim. And well, hopefully it goes through. We'll see. Right. Oh, Cortland Sutton. That's the name I was thinking of. Cortland Sutton's a great idea of that right now for me. Like his name value is still such where it's not completely tainted or tarnished by most of your league mates. Uh, but he hasn't been doing shit. I don't think he's going to be doing shit here the rest of the year. Uh, that's the type of guy like drop him be oh, a landmine i'm not gonna drop yeah. him from my team why would you say that because he's gonna be terrible he's gonna be terrible and you're not gonna feel comfortable starting him probably but he's gonna rot on your bench let somebody else deal with it and feel like they're getting a value feel like they got this gem on the waiver wire because he's a name still and let them put him into their starting lineup and suffer the consequences of that hmm. I wish Denver had a better matchup. I'd change the bet this week from what I have to a Cortland Sutton bet. <laughs> hey, do it. Do it, man. Just do it. I want to, but there's there's nothing. How about this? 
How about why don't we do a rest of season beer bet with Cortland Sutton involved? Okay. I'm Switch it up a little bit. So like I'm I'm looking back at his last few weeks. He hasn't hit double digits uh in the last few weeks, if I recall. Like I think you have to go all the way back to week seven. I think okay. before Cortland Sutton has has double digit fantasy points. In fact, I'm gonna pull that up right now. But I want that to be our dividing line. So I feel like we should use PPR points per game the rest of the season. Okay. And that way it accounts for any injury, right. you know, all right. that. Right, right, right. Yep. Yeah, you have to go back to week seven before he hit uh, double-digit fantasy points. I'm going to say that he finishes with fewer than 11 fantasy points per game the rest of the way. Fewer? Yep. 11 or fewer. Huh? Um, you, are you feeling confident about this guy that shouldn't be dropped onto waivers? I'm calculating. Just up, I'm just looking up their schedule here. <laughs> That's all. I'm just looking up their schedule. Okay. Okay. Here, I can, uh, I'll, I'll read it off to you. So they get no, Kansas City this week, no, I'll then take Detroit. It. I'll take okay. it. Okay. Sounds good. So for our purposes, of course, we're going through the end of, I guess it would be week 17 is probably the last week of. Yeah. Anybody fair. playing him? So week 13 through 17. Yep. Fewer than 11, 11 fantasy points. 11 or fewer. Yeah. All right. We're, I got to put this on the show sheet somewhere. Fair enough. Well, the other thing I'll, I'll vamp here while you're uh, adding our, our preliminary result there is last big picture thing before we get into the actual players that I think are going to be really helpful. Last big picture thing for me with the fantasy playoffs is you should have, not to harp on it too much, you should have eliminated name recognition from your databanks in week five. The guys who were getting a pass because they'd done it before, because you expected big things coming into the season, because they are a big name, that has to go out the window. You cannot sit there in the fancy playoffs and go, well, I, oh, I know I should start uh, Tim Patrick but but this other big name has such mm -hmm. a you know a hold on my heart because of what he's done in the past that well, cannot if, play into your start set. You know, to to be fair, going off of what you said just about Cortland Sutton, it's like mm -hmm. yeah, he has that name recognition. He flashed a little bit early, hasn't right. done a ton lately. But if you have a better option on your bench, I mean, you, you can't just necessarily say start. Start your studs. I use that in That's quotes. Right. Uh, like right. you said, just and, and more of name recognition than than studs. Obviously, if you have, say, Austin Eckler on your team and he's got a tough matchup, you're probably not going to sit him in lieu of another running back that you have that has a more favorable matchup for the week. You know, that, we're not saying that by any means, but no, for for guys that have been struggling a little bit or haven't been producing as as we'd hoped. Yeah, maybe taking a chance on a player that maybe has a more favorable matchup with a little bit higher ceiling or upside for the week is not a bad call, especially if you're trying to push to get into the playoffs. Maybe your sixth seed in, in your year league is awarded to the team that has the most um, points for on the season of, of the teams that are not in the playoffs yet. So maybe you need sure. to score those points and get there. So, I mean, taking those chances is not a bad thing. Uh, at this point in the season now is not the yeah. time to really play it safe 
in my that's opinion. That's true. You, you, you want to get in and you want to be, you want to try to dominate and uh, intimidate the rest of your league by making these incredibly smart and savvy roster decisions. Yeah, but also don't go overboard. Don't get stupid with it. People can no, get no, no. too cute at this no. point, too, because they overthink everything. That, yeah, but we're yeah, not I think saying what we're that. both saying. Yeah, we're both saying, you know, start your studs is not the way of the playoffs for me. I think people can get a little bit too caught up in that mm-hmm. because you have to put studs in quotes. If they've been performing yes. like a stud, yes, absolutely. Yes. That's one thing. If they have not, but they have the name of a stud, then no, you don't do that. So that's right. Um, that's great. Well, do you want to do you want to kick us off and talking about somebody who you think can can win folks their league? Sure, I would love to. Um, let's start with Elijah Mitchell. So currently, Elijah Mitchell, um, I have this all pulled up earlier. He's currently uh, running back twenty eight on the season, so he is a low end um, RB two, but their schedule for the rest of the season looks really nice. They have a very favorable schedule. Uh, the running backs do, I should say, in San Francisco. And I just, he's been performing well. The other running backs on the team are getting injured. Trey Sermon isn't getting played for whatever reason. Like, he is the the lead back. And again, I'm using that in quotes for the people that are mm-hmm. listening. Like, he is the quote-unquote lead back of that team. And I think think he's a sneaky start where you can ride him maybe not as your rb1 but maybe as an rb2 or or if you're looking for a good flex play he can be someone that will give you some sneaky points uh, to push you over the edge i love i love it uh i love it so much that i'm going to talk about him a little bit later in the show elijah mitchell is again he doesn't have the name and i think it mm-hmm. was I want to say it was Ray GQ who put this up on Twitter today, where if Trey Sermon was doing the things that Elijah Mitchell was doing, everybody would be losing their minds. Because the draft coming capital. Coming into the season. <laughs> yeah, it's draft capital. Trey Sermon's the guy. Oh, look at this rookie going crazy. But because mm-hmm. it's this bright guy with no draft capital that nobody really wanted to be the lead guy and very few projected to be the lead guy, now mm-hmm. they're batting an eye at it. And so... I I love it. I think he's going to have huge, huge weeks. All right, Jake. What about you? Who who's your first one here? I'm I'm going to venture into icky territory. So brace yourselves, listeners. Um, Derek Carr. There, I got it out of the way. I said the name. I ripped the bandaid off. Now let's have a discussion about him. He's been much better still than oh, people give him credit for. For fans he has been football. fantastic this year. It's the same. It's the Kirk Cousin thing a mm-hmm. little bit, isn't it? Like, doesn't doesn't Kirk Cousins also always, always outperform expectations? Every season. Fancy. Every it's season. The with, it's the same with Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. These two guys just cannot, and I'm as guilty as anybody, but people cannot get over the names Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins. And it's just mm-hmm. gross. And you feel you don't feel confident drafting them. You don't feel confident starting them most weeks. But Derek Carr has been QB 14 up until this point. He's been very reliable. He only has uh, two stinkers where he he really hurt you. That was week five against Chicago, eight fantasy points, and week 11 against Cincinnati with just under 10 fantasy points. Otherwise, he's at least, at least had 16 fantasy points in every other single matchup. 
He's crossed 20 points in one, two, three, four, five, six of his uh, 11 matchups. You know, more often than not, he is actively helping you win your week. And he gets a pretty solid schedule. I mean, starting this week in week 13 against Washington, who, to be fair, this past week made Russell Wilson look like the worst option on the planet up until like the last drive of the fourth quarter. <laughs> but Russell's been putrid since he came back from that uh, that finger injury. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's the matchup. I think it was just Russell. Because they are allowing the most points to opposing fantasy quarterbacks. And then you have Kansas City. You have Cleveland. You have Denver in Week 16, which is the only questionable matchup that he has. And then Indy in Week 17. All of these teams are at least in the top half of points allowed for your opposing quarterback. You know, So favorably, they're all basically favorable mm-hmm. matchups. And this is a guy who could very well be out on waivers for you right now. Certainly in one quarterback leagues, I think that's incredibly feasible. Uh, maybe if people like to hold two quarterbacks in your leagues, maybe he's clogging up a roster somewhere. But uh, if he's out there, I think you should come up because even when the matchups haven't been that great, he has been. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, yawning there. Because you bore me, Jake. Jesus, you bore me. man. You bore I know me Derek Carr is not Derek a sexy Carr. name, but <laughs> fuck, man. Here, why don't I liven things up? This one is going out to JL. You are an amazing fantasy football prognosticator slash genius. Cheers. Ah, that's number three. That's three thus far, Shooter. <laughs> well, Jake, uh, why these aren't even recover- full guys, and I'm hating it. Well, while you're recovering from that, I'll, I'll talk about my next player here. That's Michael Gallup. Now, yes, he's been injured for a good chunk of the season here. We haven't seen him, but since he's come back, he's been producing. And yes, I know what you're going to say. Well, Amari Cooper's been out. CD Lamb's had the concussion. Like he's by been by default the number one option or number two option. Doesn't matter. We saw the three of them play very well last year together, and they were all very fantasy-relevant players. They've got, they, meaning the Dallas Cowboys, have a fantastic schedule to end the season here um, with a lot of really solid, good matchups. Um, and, and he's been getting targets. And I know, again, this is because, you know, Cooper and, and CD have been out or injured and haven't been playing, but the last... You know, three weeks since he's been back. Eight, ten, and five targets. Gotta love that. He's catching a lot of balls. He's averaging at least 40 yards per game. This last week, obviously, with Thanksgiving, we saw him blow up for over 100 yards. Hasn't gotten the touchdown column yet, but if he adds a touchdown a game or every other game, I mean, he's gonna, he's gonna, that's gonna push you over the edge. And I think he's not someone that people will be thinking of. He's probably sitting on someone's bench right now because they're not going to be starting him because they don't believe in him. I think he, if, if you're allowed to trade yet, I think he could be someone you could probably get on the cheap that will be able to help you moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. I can totally see that. I can see a world where, A, either one of those those prominent receivers remains out for an unspecified mm-hmm. amount of time, you know, and, and that's always huge. Cause like you said, when Cooper's out, when T is out, that's big time. 
uh, and even if they're not, then you're still going to be having a solid floor. So you mm-hmm. have a solid floor mixed with this amazing shot at upside. That's, that's right. That's what the playoffs are all about. So I freaking love it. Uh, um, thanks, Hollywood. Uh, Hollywood. says, I love Gallup as a playoff winner. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Mic drop. Uh, no, I, I really do. I really do buy that. This last, not last, sorry. This next guy is, he's become a name. He's become a big name in the last few weeks. And so because of that, it it might be tough to get him. But I'm banking this off of a disappointing performance this past week. Elijah Moore, rookie wide receiver for the New York Jets. He had a stretch where he was just tearing it up. He was uh, a top four wide receiver, I believe, in the previous four weeks, not including this past week. Uh, I might have even been higher than that, honestly. Basically, the dude, once Zach Wilson went down with his injury, and that quarterback was out of the way, that rookie quarterback was out of the way, he had a cavalcade of guys stepping up. He had Joe Flacco, had Josh Johnson, he had Mike White throwing him the ball. Just a real who's who of future Hall of Famers uh, chucking the ball to him. But when that was happening, he was absolutely crushing it. Now, this last week, I say it's a disappointment um, because he finished with 9.3 fantasy points. You know, did it kill your week? Uh, No, but it certainly didn't serve you incredibly well. But he had eight targets. He had eight targets in this game. In his previous games with Zach Wilson, he'd only hit that once before Zach Wilson went down with the injury. What we were all hoping is that Zach Wilson was watching from the sidelines while these other quarterbacks were chucking it to Elijah Moore and great things were happening and maybe said, I should do that. When I get back in there, I'm going to take a cue from these guys and I'm going to throw it to Elijah Moore. And that still seems to be the case. Mm-hmm. Um, a good matchup against Houston, you would have expected a lot more fantasy production. But the targets were there. And he has shown previously that he can find the end zone. In the previous three games, he had four touchdowns. He can definitely do that. I still believe he can do that with Zach Wilson there. Now, the schedule is interesting. He plays Philly in week 13. Then he gets he gets New Orleans, and that's it's not going to be that's great. That's dicey. You're going to have to hold your nose through that one, and hopefully you can spare him that week and mm-hmm. put him on your bench and have somebody else in your lineup. But then he gets Miami. Then he gets Jacksonville. Then he gets Tampa Bay. Those matchups are really good for wide receivers. Tampa Bay, nobody wants to run against. So mm-hmm. even though they might not seem like the easiest matchup, Zach Wilson's going to have to be throwing that ball all around the field. Um, it's the week before. Now, Tampa Bay may lock up their their uh, playoff bye mm-hmm. at that point, just depending on how things shake out. Uh, that could make things interesting, but... Mm. Either way, I don't think so. Schedule is good. You don't think they will? No, no. I, I think they're too far back at this point because there's only the one buy this year with with the mm. expanded playoffs. So I, I, I mean, it's, it's going to be tough for them unless things really break their way. They would have to win out, and obviously, teams ahead of them would have to lose a couple of games here. So I don't see that. I mean, it's possibility. I just don't necessarily see that happening. 
But that's good. That's good for Elijah Moore because you want Tampa mm-hmm. Bay to be throwing it, putting up a lot of points so that the Jets that's have right. responding kind that's and get right. those garbage time points for you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Jake, do you have anyone else you want to talk about? Yeah, I do have... No, yeah, I I have a couple of names that I want to hit on here. And again, it's some of these are going to be obvious. And I want to get the obvious ones out of the way because I they feel obvious to me and they may not be obvious. Uh, just, I don't know, depending on your thoughts about handcuffs, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But Dalvin Cook, we talked about the injury with Dalvin Cook. Yep. Uh, it's not season ending as of right now. It could turn into that. So right now, I believe the timeline is just a couple of weeks that he's yep. fully expected to be out, could be back after a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. We know how these things work, though. And especially with Alvin Cook, love him. But the guy just has the worst luck with injuries. So if Alexander Madison is still an option for you, then you have to go get Alexander Madison. Um, and in my mind, he's he's actually worth paying up for uh, in terms of trade equity for a redraft league, whatever that means. Again, some of these big names, you can probably trade for Alexander Madison. So with uh, when he filled in this past week, he was great. He found the end zone almost immediately. He had three targets, which is nice to see. He had a really good baseline as soon as Cook was out of the game. Mm-hmm. He has another great schedule. Well, he gets Detroit in week 13. So that's your automatic. Right. That's mm-hmm. your stardom no matter what. And just enjoy the points rack up. That's right. And then and then he gets Pittsburgh has not actually been awful for opposing running backs. Because no, no. Pittsburgh teams are able struggling. to put the scores up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're able to put scores up on Pittsburgh pretty quick and they're not able to fight back. And so game gets out of hand. Game script makes it really enticing for the opposing running back. Chicago in week 15. Eh. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I, I, They're I'm not, not a scary defense. No. Sometimes you see these names and you go, I don't want to do that. But they have not been that great. So mm-hmm. I, I have no issues with that. The Rams in week 16. Would have thought, again, that's a bad matchup. And they have Von Miller now in that defense. We saw just this past weekend, in fact, we saw that teams can run it up on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Kirk Cousins, we said, is a much better quarterback than people have been giving him credit for. He can put up points for that team and turn that game script favorable for Madison again. And then week 17, he gets the Packers. We're better than we've been against mm-hmm. the run in years past, so we are not a gimme, but there's no terrifying matchup here for Alexander Madison. So I I love him. And, yeah. uh, and also... Um, another guy in that vein is, is Kareem Hunt. So Kareem Hunt now back from injury has one of the best season and strength of schedules of any running back. Mm-hmm. And obviously Nick Chubb is going to be the biggest beneficiary of that. Right. We know this. Um, but Kareem Hunt is going to have plenty of plenty involved. Yep. Absolutely. So I do love him. Uh, dare, dare we talk about a tight end? You can dare. Do we want to do that? Want? Uh, no, but should we? Sure. Okay. Well, one guy that I want to get on here, because I think he de- deserves my respect, at least. Because I was not favorable to him coming into the season. It's Logan Thomas. Tight end for the Washington football team. I just, I didn't, I didn't believe it. I thought last year was a fluke. He was amazing last year for fantasy. 
And I just said, you know, basically he's the one-year wonder type of tight end. He's not going to have consistent production like people expected. But we never got to see that because he got injured right away. Mm -hmm. Um, But before he got injured, the dude was doing really well. I mean, for tight ends, as far as tight ends go. He didn't have a single bad game in the three games that he got to play at the start of the season. And then his first game back from injury against the Seahawks, they didn't, Washington didn't whip the football around. They didn't throw it a ton, but he still got his. He got three catches. Um, he was definitely on a snap count in his mm-hmm. first game back. Uh, he played, I believe, just three quarters of the snaps. He was playing 100% of snaps in his first three games. I think you're going to see him get closer to that as he gets his feet back under him. You know, first game, shake the rough, rust off, and now he has great matchups. And it would have, been even, would have been even a better return game for him, but he had that touchdown that was called back. So, I mean. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, which was a bullshit call, by the way. If you saw, like, it was very clearly crossed the plane. Uh, he was in the end zone catching this ball. He fell to the ground. He had his arm under him. The ball moved, and they're just like, nope. We got to keep things interesting for the bookies. We're going to let the Seahawks get the ball back for one more drive uh, and see what they can do. Almost mm-hmm. put that game into overtime doing that, uh, by the way. But, you know, I, I agree. He should have had a touchdown. It's nice to see him get thrown to in the red zone. Yeah. Um, but he has Las Vegas this week, which is the, an, an abomination against tight ends. There's always one team every year who just sucks against tight ends. They can't do anything. That's the Raiders this week uh so that's great now once the the playoffs kick off it's dallas it's philly it's dallas it's philly it's literally he gets them back to back to back to back they just alternate for those four weeks and they're all good matchups for him Mm -hmm. his usage is going to be there six targets in his first game back from injury you love it so if you're encouraging if you're struggling at tight end like most of us are then go get him nice i love that that is a good that is a good way to end that segment, Jake. Thank you for uh, ending that on a high Ooh. note. I like that. We, we did it. So let's let's start to close this out here. Let's do our start of the weeks. First, we'll recap last week. And, ju- and I'll quickly go through everybody's start of the week here on our Thanksgiving Spectacular show. Uh, so we had Linda. Her start of the week was Darnell Mooney versus Detroit. She predicted a top 25. Actually finishes wide receiver 15 with 17 and a half points. Yes. Good job, Linda. Nailed it. Mike, Ty Johnson versus Houston. Predicted top 10, finished as RB48 with 4.2 points. That's less good. Swing and a miss. That's good, Mike. Sorry. JL, Michael Gallup versus the Raiders. Finished wide receiver 19, 15.6 points. Very respectable. That's respectable. Jake, you had Gronk versus Indy, predicted tight end one, actually finished as a tight end two, so that's really disappointing. He had 19.3 points. This son of a bitch, Jack Doyle, outscored him by like half of a point. What's that? What's that about? Well done, Jake. I'll, I'll, I'll give you props you. for that. That was good. Thank you. Uh, and then I had Miles Sanders versus the Giants, finishes RB36 with 7.4 points. I loved hearing that Boston Scott was getting all those carries. That made me super happy uh, the entire game. So, uh, yeah, did not do so well on that either. It sucks. 
Mm-hmm. It sucks. You can't uh, you can't trust them. It's like the Eagles are becoming the new New England. And it's, it's not fun. It's gross. It's not fun to deal with. All right. We'll do better this week. That's right. So move on to this week. Jake, who is your start of the week? I'm not going to dwell on it because you spent a, a good chunk talking about this guy, rightfully so. It's Elijah Mitchell. He gets to play the Seahawks this week. Uh, if you were lucky enough to watch what uh, Antonio Gibson did to the Seahawks on Monday night, you would have no qualms starting Elijah mm-hmm. Mitchell this week. I think what is important to talk about here is he's going to lead this backfield. It's happening. So Trey mm-hmm. Sermon is is not a factor. We saw Debo Samuel be the number two running back for that team, and he's hurt now, which we didn't talk about, and it sucks. Debo's going to miss, it seems like, at least two games Boo. here coming up. We hate it. The dude was just having the most dominant season. I wanted to see him finish it out super strong. Uh, fingers crossed that he does come back after that couple-week absence, and it doesn't stretch out into that. But anyways, all that means is all those rushing attempts that were going towards Debo Samuel, I don't think they're going to anybody else. I'll be honest. I think it's going to be Elijah Mitchell and pretty much only Elijah Mitchell. Against the Seahawks, they're allowing the second most points to running back. So that's that's good news. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, my start of the week, Darnell Mooney versus Arizona. The dude is just on fire these last few weeks. He has 17 and a half, 23.1, 20.6, 12.4. Had a clunker against Tampa Bay, and then 15 and a half, another clunker, 18. I mean, this guy has been producing so well, especially, like I said, these last few weeks. It seems like him and Fields have slash Dalton. I, I forget Dalton's in there too. Um, he, he's gained the trust of the team and his quarterbacks. He's coming into his own in the second season here. Someone has to step up with Allen Robinson being out. Out. I use that in, in quotes. <laughs> right. Um, right. Basically Officially. giving up on the season. Uh, so, yeah, he's been stepping up. He's taking over that number one role in that offense, and it's showing. I don't think at this point, yeah, I know the matchup against Arizona isn't one of the best options out there this week, but you, you how can you say that he's not going to produce for you? I mean, he's got to stay in the flames. You got to stay in the fire and he is on fire right now. So my start of the week. Love it. I love it. Uh, I think, I think I'm going to go out of a limb and I'm going to say that ours are both going to finish inside the top 20. Well, I'm more, I'm going to say mine's going to finish inside the top 10 and yours going to at least finish inside the top 20. That's fair. fair. I like that. Yeah. I like that call. All right. Let's let's do it. Um, And you know what? I'm so confident in Elijah Mitchell finishing inside the top 10 that uh, I will put myself on the line for a beer bet. Wow. That's right. You know, I'll join you for the top 20 for Mooney. Look at that. Yeah. Stand by our calls, especially at this point of the season. They're, They're so important. Uh, we want you guys to know that we do believe in them. Mm-hmm. We're not just uh, spitballing here. We we believe in these guys. So I like that Darnell Mooney gets the back-to-back shout-outs mm-hmm. on our show from last week to this week. Keep that flowing. Now, Dustin, talking about beer bet. Yep. Have you, have you decided on this week's? I did. 
I, I did. I, I came up with one. Here it is. I, I don't even have anything to preface it with. I, I was okay. going to try to try to sugarcoat this and, and make it not going to wax sound more poetic. exciting. Yeah. That, well, you should know that's not me. But uh, so <laughs> here it is. Brandon Cooks versus Michael Pittman Jr. This week. More receptions. Who's going to have more receptions? Oh, just receptions. Just receptions. Switch it up a little bit this week. Ooh. Well, I'm not going to look up previous stats because that's cheating, I think, at this point. I'm not going to be that guy. I'll, I, Cooks, I, I, I was looking at it ahead of time because I wanted to see if this was going to be a fairly even bet, uh, you know, and just not pulling something yeah. out of my ass here. And it's yeah. it's it's closer than you would think it is. I'll, I'll just throw that out there. Yeah. Well, I mean, these guys are the only true wide receiving options on their respective teams. So I actually love this bet. Because it's it's one in the same. Really, they are one A and one B of their own teams, or one one and two and three and wide receivers of their own teams. Like there's nobody else there. T. Y. Hilton, I don't know. Have we even heard if T. Y. Hilton is, is gonna he be? He scored back a touchdown this last week. Did he? Yeah. Oh, good for him. I, I shouldn't write him off like that then, I guess. Uh but regardless. It's impossible for me to back away from my dude Brandon Cooks, who I've been hyping up. All offseason, he's had a couple of disappointing weeks here, and I would love to see him write that ship. So I'm going to put the juju out into the world. Brandon Cooks for me. All right. Um, Hollywood's taking Pittman, so thank you, Hollywood, for going with my side here. I do appreciate that. <laughs> and he says, also, Jake needs to end the show with a full shot. Oh, my God. Well, I do have to pay off uh, Mike's. Yeah, he's the last. Of course, I saved Mike's for last because... I feel like after the shit show he produced last week, he deserves to be last out of this group. <laughs> so, so Hollywood, this is just for you. Uh, thanks for joining the show and being so active in the the chat there. Yeah, this is this is not for Mike. So no, I have to I have to give Mike props. <laughs> you going. do. He was you damn do. You entertaining. Can't, you, can't, you can't do him dirty like that. He, no, I I would. I love. I love Mike. I, I hope he knows that I just like to give him shit. Uh, all three of them were so incredible last week. Uh, I, I'm honored to have to pay off beer shots to them or uh, shot shots to them, I'll say. So to Mike, you are an amazing fantasy football prognosticator slash genius. Cheers. And to all of uh, the three guests from last week. Go fuck yourselves for making me do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jake, no, I you, you are a better man than I am for doing those all in one show. I don't know that I would have. I would have spaced it out over a couple of weeks here. I've barely touched my beer. I'll be honest. I've barely touched this, <laughs> this beer. And you're barely going to touch it until and your head's going to go touch the pillow after this. And you're going to have a nice sound sleep tonight. <laughs> that's right that's right all right well jake I'll, I'll close out the show here so you can recover from your shots and you can go nighty night uh <laughs> one of the last times we're getting close to the end of the season here where we can say this check your waiver wire for drop players folks you never know who is going to get dropped we do have four teams on by this week carolina cleveland green bay and tennessee so please do not start any of those players because they will score you zero points which is not what you need uh as you're trying to roll into the playoffs this week so 
Um, other than that, folks, thank you so much for joining us and listening in. If you do us a favor, go give us a rate and review wherever you listen to your podcast. It helps people find us better. And if you enjoy the show, you should share it with others and share the love um, since you love the show so much, if that made sense. Yeah, that made 1000% perfect sense. So So, until next week, folks, good luck this week with the final playoff push here. If you have any final playoff push questions, hit us up on all of our social medias. You can find the show at Drinking Fantasy on Twitter. Hit our DMs there. We will answer you. You can find Jake at Jake Trowbridge on Twitter. You can find me at FF Dusty Dog. And until next week, folks, keep drinking and talking fantasy football. Cheers, FFers. Shut, shut, shut.